Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. Dan Cilio here. Jason Cole, bottom of the hour. Talk to our resident NFL insider, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, as we say. Couple things here. Um, you know, the news that came out this morning that Deshaun Watson shows up to uh, training camp and is preparing for the upcoming season. I really don't know if he's going to play during the regular season. Contractually, he had to show up. That doesn't necessarily mean that Tyrod Taylor, who's also on that roster, is not going to be the main guy taking number one reps. I think, and I haven't heard yet, who is taking the first team reps. So who's ever taking the first team reps is probably going to be your guy that's going to go into the start of the regular season. Like I said, contractually, he'd be fined $36,000 a day if he didn't show up. So I know, you know I mean, when you've got $38 million, I understand this, but you're not going to throw money into a trash can and light it on fire. Why would he? Especially since he's not been put on the NFL's accept list by the commissioner, or he's not been suspended in any way. So here's the question, though. Should he play this year? You know, I was listening to another talk show host talk about this. You know what he said? He shouldn't. And I went like this. He's just going off. This talk show host is just going off of what he's feeling, not what he knows. And what I mean by that is, you ever watch that movie Training Day with Denzel Washington? It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Okay? It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And so far, you can't prove anything, that he's done anything illegally here. My problem with these next two segments that we're going to do here is going to be with the NFL Players Association. The NFL Players Association, where are they in this conversation here? Are you defending that player's rights? Because, quite frankly, you can't legally do anything to that player until there is some legalities that have to be addressed by the league, by the union, by the team. Nothing, at least publicly, has been thrown out there yet where that has been the case. Now, could they be doing all this stuff behind closed doors and that's why we're basically kind of hearing nothing and everything's been kind of quiet over the last two and a half months? Most likely. But again, I'm, I'm guessing. And I'm guessing as a media guy, like this guy was guessing today. He said Watson shouldn't play this year. And I was like this, why? Why shouldn't he play? 
You haven't proven anything. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And if you can't prove anything, I don't care what you think of the guy. You That should not keep him off the field. I mean, just because you have an inkling that something may have happened, the number's high in accusations, I get all that. But that's innuendo. That's guessing. That's not the facts. You can't prove anything off that. There is not one bit of evidence that you can go off of doing this. Well, there's 22 cases. Well, yeah, civil cases. Has he, has he broken any criminal laws here? Not, not that we know of. Well, then what are we talking about here? You're talking about guesswork here. You're not really sure how to handle this here. So the question is, though, if you're the Texans, do you play him? Now, if it's me, I don't have him take one snap during the regular season for me at all, and I move him as fast as I possibly can. Because what if you get him out there first four games of the year, he blows his knee out, you'll never get anything. You're, you're barely going to get the return and investment for the guy anyway. Like Jimmy Johnson says, three first-rounders for Deshaun Watson is not value for him. You, you, you need five first-rounders for that guy's skill set. And if you put his ass out there, I mean even putting him in scrimmages, having him go through training camp, that's even – remember something. Remember how Teddy Bridgewater blew his leg out? He blew his leg out in an on-contact issue up in Minneapolis. Do you want to really take that chance with a guy you can get three potential first-round draft choices with because he's running a stupid-ass drill? I don't know. I mean, if hey, if I'm the Texans, I'm like this. I'm thinking to myself, man, do I really want to put that guy out there? Wouldn't you sit him on the bench there and just go, tell you what, Deshaun, we're going to move you, and we're going to get the best deal possible and this is going to be something that I hope works out for both of us. But I can't put you I can't put you spiritually and philosophically on the field running going over bags. He blows his knee out. You get nothing for the guy. No way. Absolutely no way am I doing that. Having him go through camp. Now, hey, if you're in the word was this morning they're open now to hearing from other teams and taking phone calls for potential trades. Well, that means he's gone. Because if you have a guy like that on your roster, nobody – if he – here, if he didn't have those 22 cases, there's no way on the planet the Texans move him. They're not moving that guy. Here's four first-rounders. No way. You spend your entire life looking for that guy. And when you have him – you're going to trade him for draft choices? What are you going to start selling to the Texan fan base? Prospect night? You, you always see those particular teams that always have stars. They get to their max in their deals, and all of a sudden they've got to give them a new contract. And what do they do? They end up moving them. The Rays are notorious for this. However, the Rays are the best organization in all of baseball. They, they are. But you know what? They have the worst fan base in all of baseball. Why is that? 
because every time one of these guys' contracts come up, they move them. David Price, pick a guy. Snell. Yeah, but get this. There they are in first place again as of yesterday, tied with the Red Sox. And you want to know something that's even more remarkable about that franchise? They got a $62 million payroll. Yankees and Red Sox have a $200 million payroll. And they're consistently in the conversation for the American League's title every year. They don't need the Bryce Harpers. They don't need the Nolan Arenados. As a matter of fact, I think the only guy that they ever had where they paid big money to for a while was Evan Longoria. And I knew Evan, and Evan was like, I'm shocked I'm even here. Look at this. Evan signed this thing for me here. He won a gold glove, and he gave this little um, trophy to me here. And see that? He signed it for me. And Evan was even shocked. Evan was even shocked that he was there as long as he was. Because that's not the raised way of doing things. They, they, they took a page out of what uh, John Sheerholz did, the former president of the Atlanta Braves. Remember what they do? They just have the third baseman, and everybody else was interchangeable parts outside of their starting pitching. Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox, that was it. Right? The rest of those guys and the rest of those pieces were all interchangeable. That's what the Rays do. Certain organizations get it. Know how to do it right. Okay? Texans ain't one of them, unfortunately. You better not move. You better not be in a position where you're thinking that you're going to try to still keep the kid and put him out there on the field. How many people truly believe that that guy's going to play one down again for the Houston Texans? Not me. No flipping way. No way whatsoever. Why should he? He shouldn't even be on the practice field. Should he play, though, this year? Again, we hit on this in the first hour. There's conversations that maybe, like, the Eagles would be interested. Like I said, I don't think the Eagles have enough assets until next year. I I just don't think they have enough. Dolphins have a boatload of assets. Jets have some, too, but they just drafted a kid out of BYU, that kid Zach Wilson. They're not going anywhere. How about this one? You think the New York Giants, Daniel Jones? You'd hate to be the Eagles and see this happen. Jones sucks this year. If you're the Giants, I don't know, man. I'd be a tough putt to bring that guy up there with all that collateral damage and PR damage that you'd have to get over, especially in a snowflake city like that. You know, look at what we got here. We got a guy here. You know, be all that crap. I don't think New York can handle that. You're not going to send Deshaun Watson anywhere in California or New York. Because it'd be too much PR nightmare for you to deal with. Those cities would rip him a new one before he even stepped on the field. And his people know that, and so do the Texans, which means you're not going to get the assets you need for him. So to me, California and Texas, I mean, California and uh, New York, you're out. So where does he go? My bet, I say he goes to Miami. It's a city that can tolerate that. A city that would understand that they could do a PR, you know, revamping of his of his character. Go to a place, get a new beginning, get a new start. Plus, what's one of the most important things? He's from the South. He'd be right around the neck of the woods where he played his college ball, where he's from. 
family come see him. He'd be around family members. It'd be something for him to deal with. So I, I don't know. I mean, should he play? I, I Hey. Yeah. I'm trying to think, would Jimmy Johnson play him? Yeah. Now, if something comes out where this guy rapes some women, then we're talking a whole different conversation. But what I know here, what you know and what I know right now, yeah, right? You hear some of these do-gooder, like, snowflake media guys. Well, I don't know if he should play. What are you, a cop? What are you, a private investigator? Or are you just like some dumbass radio guy? You, you don't have any more information than what you, you, or you have on Watson. So until I hear something on him, I'm going to give that guy the benefit of the doubt. But Sills, there's 22. I don't care what you say. I want to see some facts. I'm not going to be one of these internet drive-by people that are going to castrate somebody without any kind of facts. Remember I told you, Lonzo Harris, training day. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. Can you prove anything so far? Because if you could, he'd be on the commissioner's exempt list right now. Am I right? All right, let's move on. Oh, yeah, this. Hold on for a second. I got to um, text uh, my boy Krause here because it's vaccinations. Hold on for a second here. Hey, Krause, it's vaccinations. They're back, baby. Yeah, let's see here. He's probably throwing up now. Keep it short. Okay. I'd like to keep it short, but unfortunately, the National Football League and the union are not going to keep it short when it comes to vaccination conversation. So let me ask you something here. So over the weekend, Cole Beasley and DeAndre Hopkins and some of these other players having to deal with questions uh, as they go into training camp about vaccinations. Okay, let me ask you something here. And now... It's being reported that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the NFL are, are going to fine players if they don't have their mask on $14,000 like a day if you don't have your mask on for every violation, I should say, and that this is going to be a new league rule. So you push that by the NFL Players Association. Let me say this about the NFL PA. It's the weakest union on the planet when it comes to defending their players. You'll defend a guy who's got 22 sexual pending potential cases against him for sexual misconduct, but you won't protect a guy who basically has done nothing illegal because he doesn't want to um, tell you if he's been vaccinated or not, or maybe doesn't want to. By the way, I'm not anti-vaccination. I don't want you to think that. No. What I don't like is I don't like how the league's acting. And I don't like how the Players Association is acting. You know, I was, I was in a conversation with a family member the other day about, you know, the mask, the not mask, and all of a sudden now with the spikes. I'm not mad at Anthony Fauci. I'm not mad at Biden. I'm not mad at any. I'm mad that we're getting mixed messages. Because you know why when you get mixed messages, you scare people when you do that. Confusion scares folks. You're scaring people when you do that. And it's a prime apparatus when it comes to how the media acts. How do you think CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and all these people made billions of dollars? 
scaring folks with the coronavirus and having those death numbers um, coming down with vaccinations. You know, those little charts that they had on the side of the TV screen. They were scaring people. I turned it off because I couldn't stomach it anymore. And watch here. Here's a typical going to break. More cases have broken out. And depending on what the network is, watch this. Here, tell me what network I am. More cases have broken out in Florida for the coronavirus. We'll be back on CNN. Or here's Fox. More, more cases for coronavirus have broken out in New York because of the governor. Back after this, Fox News. That's what they were doing. They were playing politics on the air with blue and red states and not telling the American public the truth. Here, who gives a you-know-what? What state has people when it comes to cases going up? This is a pandemic that should be dealt with without affiliation of party, without your religious convictions. This should be dealt with as human beings. But what we do is we scare people. So now we got a union here. As I said, oh, and I'm a member of that union. I posted my union card on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Yeah, I'm a union member. Don't tell me I can't talk about it because I am a union member. I'm a lifetime NFL Players Association member. So my card says, and for them not to back these players and allow the NFL just to throw fines at you, so you're okay with the – so you ran that by all the union members in the NFL, that that was cool? You thought that was cool, that you would just go ahead and jump in bed with the NFL because the NFL wants them. Hey, and for the record, I'm not really pissed at the league for doing it. Where's the union? That union's there to protect players' rights. So you'd rather protect the players' rights that's got 22 sexual assault cases, but a guy who hasn't done anything wrong, you're not going to defend him, and you're going to go and jump in bed with the NFL. That's my problem. That's my problem with the league. No, I'll take that back. That's my problem with the Players Association. It's the worst union in all of American sports. They don't really have the best interest of the players. They have the best interest of the NFL owners. Roger Goodell at least is paid by the owners. Demora Smith is paid by the players. And his objective is this. Well, if I give in to this, maybe I can get something else down the line. So he sacrifices people. Hey, we may have to do this here, but we got a new CBA coming up with these television packages. Okay, you know, let's just, well, let's just give in to this. We'll let them have this. This could be their, like, you know, their silver lining thing here, and maybe something more important comes up down the line. Oh, you mean protecting your civil liberties, these HIPAA laws. You see Dak Prescott quoting that? He was asked the question if he had been vaccinated. You know what Dak said? That's a HIPAA comment. Constitutionally, you can't ask anybody about their their health status or if he doesn't feel like 
divulging his health records. He doesn't have to. It's against the Constitution to do that. Nobody in this country cares any longer because remember what I told you, man, we got to, we kind of like cut that space in half now. Nobody really cares. You know, we, we violate people's space now. Really sad on how it gets done. All right. We're going to go over all these issues. Aaron Rodgers, we'll talk to him a little bit about what's going on, how the league is handling all of this with the vaccinated and non-vaccinated players. Deshaun Watson, maybe a surprise team. And how about this? The Dallas Cowboys. I want to get, I got to get Jason Cole's thoughts on what he heard Jerry Jones say the other day. We'll do that next. We'll talk to our friend Jason Cole. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
Welcome back to the National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Fix this up here. There is a story that's starting to to gather some steam here, and you're not going to believe this. Um, It's got to do with Troy Aikman and the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones was asked a question in Oxnard. This is where the Cowboys have their training camp. Is if he'd be open to eventually passing the baton to somebody other than Stephen Jones as general manager of the football team. And he was given a suggestion of Troy Aikman. And Jerry goes, I would think about having Troy Aikman as my general manager. He knows the Cowboy way. He knows what I'm looking for. He knows what would be in the best interest of the team. He's been around some really great people. And he's had an opportunity to watch the game from 30,000 feet. Remember something about John Lynch. John Lynch worked at the Fox Broadcasting Company, and he was a color analyst. And John had no general manager experience. He had no head coaching experience. He had no organizational skill when it came to running a team at all. He was in the booth for like 10 years or five years, whatever it was. I think since he retired, he started doing stuff with Fox. And I've talked to John about this. He had no experience. All of a sudden, now he's been given a contract extension. The York family slash the Bartolo family are in love with him. They love what he's doing with the organization. And look at the 49ers. The 49ers have been to a Super Bowl under his watch. And so do you have to have experience to be a general manager? I think what you have to have is people skills. I think if you're a football person at heart, and I think if you understand human nature, I think that you can you can evolve into a position. Look, if I, I think it first starts with communicating. If you're a communicator and you got that ability to be able to communicate, I think it all starts there. I think everything else fills its gap. All right. My friend Jason Cole has this book right here. John Elway here, Relentless Life. Please get it. Go to Amazon. It's one of the best books when it comes to defining what made John Elway, John Elway, his journey. I love books when it comes to their journey. He joins us now here, Jason Cole. Jason, I I was just bringing up this with Troy Aikman. Um, There's a rumor out there now that Troy Aikman, Jerry Jones was at. Well, it's not even a rumor because Jerry was asked a question at Oxnard yesterday. Would he ever consider passing the baton to Aikman as general manager of the Dallas Cowboys instead of his son? His son would oversee it and stuff like that. Could you ever see Jerry eventually passing the baton to somebody that I'm not saying has more energy. I don't know if anybody will ever have more energy than, than Jerry Jones, but could you see him over the next three or four years doing that? No, not as long as he's alive. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be like a Supreme Court uh, appointment, right? It's you're, you're going to the end here with this. Pretty much, unless you're like – I mean, unless he recognizes that he's become like Al Davis – and not capable of running the organization anymore. And even Al didn't recognize that at the end. Um, Look, I think Jerry talks about a lot of things where he compliments people, all right, and makes them feel good about themselves. And ultimately, he's the one who's in charge. And to a certain extent, look, Stephen has already, Stephen Jones, his son, already has wrested a fair amount of control away from Jerry um, in terms of final decisions and tried to make sure people who run personnel have the the biggest say 
in the decisions that they make. But if Jerry really, really wants something, Jerry gets it. Now, he's been overruled on some things, like on Johnny Manziel, he was overruled. But on most things, I think he's in line with what the personnel guys say, and therefore, he makes it his decision. Let me start with Deshaun Watson here. He reports to camp, and I think that's contractually that he has to, or he'd be fined 30-some-odd-thousand a day for not showing up. First off, and for, let, let's start here. Do you think he starts the regular season as a member of the Houston Texans, or do you think he's somewhere else? Oh, he's probably with the Houston Texans. Again, if this deal was going to be made, it would have been made already. I think the rest of the league is waiting to see what's going to happen to him uh, and whether he's going to be punished. They they don't want to take on this issue until it's resolved. Now, I would have done it the other way because I would have tried to get him for less. But I also think that the Texans are not going to give him away, um, certainly not at this point in time. So it doesn't make a lot of sense in my view. Um that there's going to be any kind of move of Deshaun Watson other than the NFL saying, okay, this is too hot an issue. You can't play right away. So we're going to put you on the commissioner's exempt list. Jason, do you think, how about this for you personally? Not, 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 we don't know, like I'm going to use Alonzo Harris at a training day. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. So and this would be more of how we feel inside about, this story, there's 22 accusations against him. It's a high number. I don't know how you get it. can't wrap that around your head, so I get that. But do mm-hmm. you think he should play? No, he should probably sit for a while. I mean, at least a couple of games. Two, three, two, three four games. I mean, you, you've been sloppy with your life. I mean, this is a lot like Roethlisberger. Um, the accusations aren't exactly the same, but they're similar enough to the extent that, like, like run your business correctly. Do things the way you're supposed to do them. Don't involve not just 22 people in your life, but like there's 40 different people that he's involved in his life as a masseuse. And you know, just as well as I do, if guys have more than two or three masseuses, you look at that and go, hey, wait a sec. I mean, I can see getting rid of one or two that you didn't like and then ending up with a third. But you don't involve 40 masseuses in your life. No way. I mean, it's just not prof- it's not professional for either side. It is definitely an attempt at abuse one way or the other. And in, in all likelihood, since Watson is the power broker, he's the one who's doing the abuse. I would say this too, Jace. I think that's the point in this because, look, I mean, when you're Peyton Manning, you want Tom Moore for 10 years as your OC. You want one doctor dealing with you. If you're Tom Brady, you got Tom House working with you. You don't have 88 guys working with you. And I'm just using those as a, as a barometer on how athletes think. You don't have 70. Now, I get a little bit with the COVID, but that, that would also make me do this. Well, because it's COVID, I'm only going to have one. I'm not going to have 22. Yeah, yeah, this Look, this has nothing to do with COVID or anything else like that. You know, this all predate. I mean, predates it or dates it. I mean, it's just sloppiness. It, it is. pure and simple sloppiness it's you thinking you can get over on people and you having some power trip where you can get over on people and get them to do what you want it's that's what this is about with deshaun watson and i don't know if that's what he you know gets off on or not but it's not professional as you're saying you hire a certain number of coaches and associates to be around you 
Tom House or Tom Moore or, you know, um, Tom Martinez and Tom Brady's case until he passed away. You have certain people who they you know they know how to counsel you, they know how to coach you, they know how to talk to you. You're not involving five or six different people. You've got this one person who knows how to fix your throwing mechanics, knows how to work with you, and that person in turn knows how to work with your coaching staff and the people that you're working with on your team. You know, Jason, I, I had a conversation with Jimmy Johnson the other day, and you're, I, I want to get your response to this. I go, Coach, had you ever heard that Barry Switzer story about Barry walking in and had you ever known any of that stuff that was going on? And could you believe when you saw Jerry say those things? He, you know, you know, the, he just texted me back one word, unbelievable. I mean, nobody in the JJ camp knew any of that. Switzer and him were adversaries going all the way back to their time when they were coaches, assistant coaches for Jug Fairbanks at Oklahoma. I mean, I, I couldn't tell Jace, I, that's the most surprising thing that I have ever heard in that whole relationship. How shocked were you when you heard Jerry admit he's wrong? Um, I wasn't shocked that, that he would admit he was wrong because I mean, he was. I mean, I think everybody in the world knows he's right. He hasn't won a Super Bowl since he had Jimmy, essentially, as the coach. I mean, I know Barry was there, but, you know, Barry was just, you know, he was along for the ride coaching Jimmy's teams. Everybody knows knows those were Jimmy's teams, right? So he hasn't won anything since there. He has to admit that he's wrong, number one. The funny part is when he says, I don't know why I did it. I can't figure it out. Come on, <laughs> Come on Jerry. Now, I know he's smiling and joking while he was saying that because he does know why he didn't do that. He does know that his ego got in the way. I mean, even his wife told him that his ego got in the way way back when when it came to him and Jimmy. So let's 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 get real about that. But I, I thought it was surprising. It was funny. I thought it was a great story. I mean, if, I'm assuming it's true. But, you know, with Jerry, you don't, sometimes you don't know what's true and what's not. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, it's, I find it funny. I find it funny, Jason, how this guy is so plotting. Him and Devontae Adams last week, they do the whole last dance. There's a board of directors meeting today with Mark Murphy and the Packers. There was all this going over the weekend. Are you buying some of the reports that they're trying to work a one-year scenario out where he plays the 2021 season and that the Packers in turn promise? To, I mean, this sounds too Aaron Rodgers' favorite, and I, I don't can't see the Packers bending that much over. What, what, what are you believing in this whole way and how this thing is going to resolve itself? It's absolutely 100% logical. This is what you do. Because you you drafted Jordan Love for a reason. Yes. If you think that Jordan Love's any good still, like if you, unless you think, oh, boy, we made a really big mistake. If you think you made, oh, boy, we made a really big mistake, then you sit there and say, maybe we re-sign Rodgers to a new contract to keep him around and make him happy. If you're happy with where Jordan Love is at this point in time, and I think that Matt LaFleur is, you know, probably arrogant enough to believe that Jordan Love is an easy successor, like most coaches believe in their own BS, right? That you sit there and say, okay, we'll play one more year out with Rodgers, and then we'll make the transition to Love. And to be quite honest, for LaFleur, he just bought himself three more years. Yeah. Because he gets the final year of Rodgers, and then he gets two more years of Jordan Love. 
see if that guy's any good. Maybe even three. He might be there for four more years as a result of the decision. Now, he doesn't make the final decision, but it plays right into his hands. And to a certain extent, it does the same thing for Gutkunst. And I think the most important thing for them is it takes the pressure off of everything. Rogers shows up, and, you know, they have peace. If Rogers doesn't want to show up, it makes it even more difficult for them. I mean, it could get it could get uglier. But Rogers was going to play this year all along. If he really didn't want to play for them, he wouldn't have forced his way out. You know, a couple of months ago, this would all be over. But he waited, and he got a reasonable solution that you know, or you know, a reasonable so- solution to the problem where he gets his freedom while he's still got time left on his career. And the Packers get the transition to love, and everybody kind of goes away a little bit happy and, you know, or at least satisfied that they got what they wanted. Two last questions for you here, and I, I'm going to already say I can feel that we're going to disagree on this, and this is over these vaccinations in the I union. I disagree with you on most things, but that's okay. I know. I know you do because we are on polar opposites politically here, and that's cool because that's what makes us – really friends here because you see, unlike everyone else in this country, we have dialogue. Okay. (laughs) You and me talk things out here. Let me throw this at you here. So, okay. So on these vaccinations, I'm not pissed off at the NFL or I'm not even pissed off at the teams that are going to find these players Uh for not wearing masks, 14, uh, 14,000 bucks or whatever the number is. I'm ticked off at the union. These players have done nothing illegal and how are you going so you're telling me you'll support a guy with 22 pending cases against him and defend him because that's your job as a union to defend well i'm not saying you defend right or wrong but you're defending his rights as a union that's your job i'm a union member still to this day with that union yeah you're telling me that you're going to slide into the pocket of the nfl and you're going to allow teams to fine you without having put that in front of all the players and put that to a vote? Where does, where does that power come from? Look, part of the problem is that the majority of your players want players, other players to be vaccinated. So it's not simply that you're defending one guy. You're defending the majority of guys. It's sort of like the personal conduct policy. Gene Upshaw, Gene Upshaw allowed Roger Goodell a lot of freedom to put in the personal conduct policy. You know, back when, you know, was it? Uh, it was Pac-Man Jones and, you know, um, can't, I can't remember the name of the defensive lineman from Chicago. Uh, I mean, a, a bunch of, you know, three or four guys were in trouble at the same time. Wide receiver out of Cincinnati. But, you know, in particular, Pac-Man Jones, right? And part of the reason that Gene allowed so much freedom for G- for Roger to write was it Tank Johnson? Tank Johnson, good, yeah. good dude, but you know, got in trouble. Yeah, but, you know, these several players who got in trouble, right? And one of the things that Gene said is, "Look, the majority of my players don't like it when guys are getting in trouble. They don't want to defend these guys because it reflects badly on them. It does. When guys get in trouble. It's like every, they think, oh, everybody in the NFL is a thug." Okay, because the guys get arrested. You know, one or two guys get arrested, and then everybody, all 2,000 guys are, are bad guys. Well, right now, most of your 2,000, probably 75, 80% of those 2,000 guys, they want everybody vaccinated because they don't want to get sick and they don't want to miss games and they don't want problems. They want, 
Everybody just show up. I think Stephon Diggs has made that pretty clear. They want guys to be available. They want them to be ready. There's other guys around the league who've said the same thing. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody agrees, but the majority of your players agree, and that's why the union's not fighting this as hard as they can. Now, they'll say some things where uh, they're grumbling about what the, the league is doing, but they're not really taking up you know, a big problem with this because, again, the majority of the guys in the union want the rest of the players vaccinated. They don't want problems with this season. They want the show to go on. They want to feel safe. So Cole Beasley, you know, I respect guys who want to, you know, they want to control what they put in their body. I, I do respect that. But you're part of a team. You're part of an entertainment organization. You're part of a group that's trying to win, trying to entertain. You're trying to make money. Okay. Make sure the show goes on. Make sure that the team plays. And if you're the reason why something fails, you're going to take a whole lot of heat for it. So be ready. And it's going to cost you a lot of money because it's going to cost everybody else a lot of money. I think you just convinced me. I think you just convinced me because you know why? I'll tell you why, Jace. Okay? If the one thing that you're talking about is taking the game away and not being able to play this year Mm -hmm. and not having all the games, if that's going to be the collateral damage, because, hey, players are not going to come out over concussions. You're talking about something like this. Players don't care about this kind of – but you know what they do care about? When you take the game away from them. Right. And if you're taking the game away from me – see, today I care about the vaccinations. I care about my health. Back then when you're 22, you don't give a rat's ass about any of that. You just want to play the ball game. Yeah, I think Cole Beasley has some some reasons – that he, I think, you know, they may be religious reasons or per, whatever personal reasons. And I do respect that. I do respect that if he wants to play and not get vaccinated, okay, that's fine. But you're going to also have to deal with the consequences of your decision. And if you're willing to deal with your consequences, okay, I, I'm, I'm all for it. But, you know, you want it both ways. You want to have your way but you don't want to deal with the rest of the fact that the rest of your teammates are a little bit upset about it. And you don't want to deal with the consequences of what happens if you have to miss games. I'm sorry. You don't get it both ways. And here's the deal. You're part of a group. You're not an individual in this sport. You're part of 53 guys and really 65 guys when you, when you count the practice squad who are trying to accomplish something. Number one, to entertain people and make money as a result of that, and number two, to win a championship. If you want to be part of a team activity, do what the team and the league are asking you to do. We're not asking that much of, of you. But if you if you still feel strongly enough you don't, okay, then deal with the other side. I've got a follow-up to this book, and I talked to Jimmy Johnson about it. It's going to be called Big Sills Life and Times. He's already agreed to do the foreword. And I, I just need a co-author. That guy Ziegler turned me down, and, and I don't know. I Mark, was like, Mark Ziegler turned you down? Yeah, you know, he he wanted to write it initially, but then you know what he wanted me to do? He, he wanted, wanted me like, to. The, he found out the Goombas that you used to hang out with. Yeah, no, not only that, but he he yeah. wanted me to like turn over some people at Miami and the money, and I was like, this, nah, that ain't going to happen. Well, my wife goes, that's not what you should be afraid of. If I'm writing your book, I know okay. what to be afraid of. Okay, okay, the okay. Because the guys at UM laugh about the fact that they took money. 
Oh, 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 okay, this interview's over. Hey, Elway. <laughs> a relentless life. Love you, brother. Later, dude. You got it, man. Jason Cole, our good friend, our NFL insider. We'll take a brief time out. You keep here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Cancilio, National Football Show. Hope all are having a great day. By the way, Ron Jaworski tomorrow. Working on Phil Sims too. So Urban Meyer is going to be a storyline this coming year. The head football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he will be a storyline. Will he be able to make that transition from the college game 
to the NFL. What goes into that, actually? See, this is where Urban Meyer, I think, is going to struggle more so than what I think he's set up to do. See, and, you know, I know that he's talked to Jimmy Johnson and he's had coach come up to Jacksonville and watch a couple practices and watch how they're going about things. And, you know, he's trying to emulate the transition that Jimmy had. But here's something that's completely different and how Jimmy coached his team versus Urban. Urban's a coach. And what I mean by that is, I know, really, what are you talking here? Urban likes to coach players. Jimmy's not going to get into a three-point stance and go, this is what you have to do with your head front side. Or if you're a quarterback, you got to lead them more. Okay, if you see, you know, certain splits, they're trying. Jimmy's not going to do that. He hires assistant coaches for that crap. His job as a coach is to evaluate his assistants and the player assessment of whether or not these guys are good enough to be on the team. And what happens is through that process, the assistant coaches are more entitled to coach the kids up. It's your job to coach that kid a skill set that we're asking him to do in our system. So that's up to you. And if you're not communicating well enough with the players that we draft and we're not developing players, that's an assistant thing. Now, look, always know this. You know how you know you really got a great coach? It doesn't really – here, I'll give you for instance. You know, I, I was watching the way Brian Flores a couple of years ago. I think he beat Seattle and the Eagles like late in the year. Team sucked. They had nothing on that roster. But you know what I started to watch? I started to watch how his assistant coaches and those players were playing and how they were asked to do a particular skill set, and they started winning ball games. They were getting better with nobody guys. From a couple of years ago, there's very few guys that were on that trash can roster he had, but they started winning ball games in the second quarter poll. No, about the middle of the third quarter poll of the year, and in the last four games of the year, they were really doing well. And you went like this, hey, that team got better. That team systematically got better. And you were like this, okay, now look, you're not going to keep your job in the NFL by just creeping along getting better. The NFL, like, you know, was that line? Not for long if you're just creeping along. You've got to see immediate impact because the league sets it up for immediate impact because of the way it's structured for parity. But if you're an organization, what you're trying to do is you're trying to do whatever you possibly can to get that roster from point A to point B as quick as you possibly can. So that's what Jimmy's philosophy always was. Here, I'll, I'll give you like a I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this up here. Okay, that was offense, offense, offense. There's the middle of the field, defense, defense. See this? I drew this kind of like little map of like a field. And what Jimmy would do is, you see those circles that I drew? He would go to every one of them. And he would, he would go to every one of those inside of every practice. And then he would go to the middle of the field and stand in the middle of the field. 
And all of his assistant coaches would be at all those boxes. Offense on one side of the field, defense on the other side of the field. And he'd go around to watch what his assistant coaches were teaching a particular group setting, wide receivers, DBs, linebackers, secondary, um, special teams, O-line, running backs, quarterbacks, all that stuff. And he would go to every one of those groups, and he'd make a couple loops. He'd get a good sense of what's going on. Then what we would do is we'd go to nine-on-seven or inside drill. We'd put it all together. And then we were constantly graded. We got grades all the time. You weren't playing hard. You didn't play. You did not play. You had to play every freaking game or every practice like it was a ball game on Saturdays. There were no days off. It's funny. Maybe that's where Belichick got that line from. There were none of that. He would be in that conversation And let me tell you something, if you were lagging or you didn't play hard or you didn't practice hard or you didn't run to a freaking drill, you got yanked or you got rid of the riot act. You you had to come to Jesus conversation, but he wasn't coaching you head and inside, get your hands over here on the left-hand side. That's a poor technique on a three technique. That's not what he did. Urban Meyer, on the other hand, that's how he coaches. He's always like, he, he's in there with the guys, teaching them how to, how to hit, how to catch a football. This is going to be a time for him. He's got to show restraint. If he wants to make it, Urban's got to do less coaching and be more of a guy who is an organizational guy. This is what you'll do here. This is what you'll do here. This is what you'll do here. And that's how you become a head coach. When you're acting the other way, you know what you are? You're an assistant coach. Still being a head coach. I'm telling you, that's a tough transition. Now, because he's had great success on the college ranks, that could also hurt him. Because college football compared to the NFL, my friends, it's completely different. Completely different. Because those guys get paid for a living. They ain't going to go hard all the time. They're going to be in a routine that they've developed. Getting NFL guys to practice hard in practice, that ain't happening. Because you got to save yourself. Because remember something. When you're in college, you got 85 guys on scholarship. Okay? You got 85 dudes on your roster. So if somebody gets banged up, you can miss a week. And you're not usually going to miss a beat. In the NFL, you miss a front-line guy, that could be detrimental to your entire season, especially if he's at the quarterback position. Or, hey, look at what we saw in the Super Bowl. Chiefs lost those two OTs. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life, was he not? So Urban Meyer's got a lot of that to have to deal with. Do I think he makes it? I'm going to make a prediction for you. I think Meyer's probably going to have marginal success. I do. I think he has marginal success. I think there'll be a couple spot years. By the way, I think Nick Saban had marginal success. He was a couple games under 500. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to have 
I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be an average guy. It's hard to be an NFL head football coach. Gonna be now. He does have Trevor. We'll see how that whole thing plays out because um, he's got a generational guy. I think we'll see how it goes. All right. Tomorrow we will talk to our friend Ron Jaworski. Hopefully we get also Phil Sims on. If you missed the show, go over to the Jacob Media Channel. We really appreciate it. Dabo Sweeney was awesome. We really appreciate the coach taking time with us. He spent a lot of time with us. Krause, awesome. Cal, we appreciate it. Big Joe, thank you very much. Like I said, you missed the show. Jacob Media Channel. We'll be with you tomorrow, 4 to 6. Here we are. We're football season, right? I'm sure more news is going to drop tomorrow morning, and the only place you can catch it is right here on the National Football Show. Catch you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.